today we are talking about being badass. My guest is a dear friend, Pamela Adie, who has been doing pioneering, dangerous, but very authentic work for as long as I've known her. What led her from living a marriage after two years and a dark depression into becoming a voice for human rights, for minority voices, and for diversity across Africa to the world. Last year, Pamela and her friend um, and creative partner, Uyai, unveiled one of the most talked about films from Nigeria, Ife. Today, we talk about the courage that has led her here, the uncertainty that remains, and the journey, badasso, that is still continuing from here. Great to have you on the show. I've wanted to do this interview for a long time because you're one of my favorite, you know, people. Um, last year, for those who hadn't known, I mean, you, um, you launched your documentary at least two years. 20. 2018. 2018. Wow. Already? Yeah. That was 2019. Because I was there now. You the, were. Wow. Um, and you know, one of the most fascinating things is that when I first met you, when you invite me to stuff, and then, you know, you're just, I think maybe you're just come back, you're, you're building things. And then I would do the thing and you'd be like, I oh, thank you so much for doing that. I'd be like, this one doesn't know she's going to be epic. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually sowing your I'm seeds. I'm sowing my seeds <laughs> into it. this thing. Yeah. You know, but I just, so let's talk about, I remember the first, that documentary, you know, and the conversations yeah. we had about that documentary at the US or UK, UK. Um, um, deputy. High commissioner's house. Yes, house. And then, especially non because what, what it is is that when most, and you said it in one of your interviews, I think with Reuters, most queer conversations were very male-centered. And you know, it is a thing about male privilege as well. Yeah. Until you said this, I didn't even think of, think of it like that. Because you know, they were like, ah, we have queer yeah. things going around right. now. You know, but until you said that, and then I remember those conversations, that was the first time I'd been in any room, and for many of us, it was the same thing, where people were having those kinds of conversations, whether it was straight people, queer people, people in authority, ETC, ETC, yeah. you know, and I don't think that, I think it was last year when I was seeing the whole buzz about Ife, and I'm going to talk about Ife, I suppose about Ife, and I thought to myself, wow, you know, what people are seeing now, the seeds were sown those many years ago. Did you know, do you understand that this thing was a snowball? No. Are you, right, right. No. Right. I had no, like, no idea. In fact, if anyone would have told me that in 2020 I would make a film like if I, I'd be like, oh, come on. Okay. Like, because there was, I, I wasn't planning towards it. Mm. There was no, I, I just knew that I, I wanted to do something like if mm. somewhere down, down the line. Mm. Because as you said, I really felt like, okay, all these movies we are having about, you know, um, uh, conversations about, you know, um, sexual orientation and gender identity. They're all, as you said, male-centered. And I felt like ah, something is missing now. I, and that has always been my, my thing, you yes, know, even yes. going way back yes, to yes. When, when we did Under the Rainbow, which is my documentary. And so I just felt that was something that I wanted to do, right? So 
if there was i hadn't planned for it i yes. there, there was no money yes okay. yes yes so um it was just should i tell you the story of how it yes, happened please now? that's why we're here okay so actually when we got funding uh -huh. for the money that we used to make ife yeah. we actually got funding to promote under the rainbow ah. right and so a lot of the planning that mm -hmm. was put into that proposal yes. was just to promote under the rainbow and to do other things that were centered around, around that. under the rainbow and so then covid happened right so it was like we okay well first of all we spent a year trying to get the money so we had we had approached the funders we were in talks for a full year i think many people don't realize how much goes into how much time and effort goes into mm -hmm. even raising funds right so we were talking to these people for a year back and forth back and forth so the funding finally came through in february mm -hmm. of 2020. Mm -hmm. and by that time I had already engaged Oyaeju, who's the scriptwriter, right. and I said to her, I'd really like for us to make a, a film together. Could you write this for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the script was ready, but there was no money. I did not know whether even the, even the money that came, I didn't know whether it was, it was going to come because this was, this was like October, November of the previous year. Yeah. So I had no idea what was coming. Mm. So anyway, so the money came in February of 2020. And then that was around the same time COVID happened. So everything, most of the things that we were planning for under the rainbow were outdoor. They were the things that involved yeah, bringing people together, people together yes. and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there was no way that that was going to happen. Yes. The whole world went into shutdown. We were, I mean, we had screenings in London. We were, we were going, we we're supposed to have screenings like across Nigeria, like mm -hmm. everywhere across, the, you know, mm -hmm. all the various states. But then, so we were planning screenings across several states yes. and then COVID happened and everybody, the whole world went on shutdown. Mm -hmm. So here we were with this money. We didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. We didn't know when the world was going to come back to mm. normal mm, mm. um we had no clue mm. so we're here thinking okay what are, what are we going to, to, do. To, to do so there were other activities that would have still helped us to promote under the rainbow that didn't require people right. people um gathering and showing up so we continued with those ones right. then we had this other oh, left that were like okay so i sat back and you know i talked about it and I, and I said you know we have this money and we have the scripts, mm. everything all set. What are we going to do? do. So I was like, ah, after like maybe like a month or so, yeah. I was like, you know what? I did all the calculations, assembled the team. I said, ah, how am I going to drag money from here and drag money from here? And you know, how am I going to draw money around the budget to be able to fund this thing? And so that's that's eventually what I did. I just I talked to people. I begged. I I I, I leveraged on relationships, you know, with with filmmakers and my my sort of experience right. in the industry. Right. I said, Oh God, please now, Madame, yeah. please. I yeah. beg, just help me. You know, something that maybe I I would have paid maybe four five hundred thousand for. Mm. I don't mm. pay mm. like you know one hundred twenty k, you know that kind of thing. 
So many people don't know the, this backstory. Backstory, yes. I didn't know this backstory. Yeah, but that really helped us yeah. to put together a budget that was yeah. within our control and something yeah. that we could actually achieve True. and do. And so that's how we fair came about. I just want to ask you, you know, to live openly in Nigeria, you know, and again, it's, I mean, there are some of these younger people who are like heroes. You know, you talk about them all the time. You are, you are a fan, you are, you know, but now, because, you know, I listen to people that, Twitter is, a, Twitter is a safe space to an extent. Because now it's more difficult to be homophobic on Twitter yeah. <laughs> than right. it is to be, you know. Yeah. Out so it's like, how? But this is now. This is 2014. This, you know, this. It wasn't like this. It wasn't 20, like 14. this in 2014. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, this. Even like this in 2017. No. no. <laughs> so how, how did you navigate that? How? You know, I've, I, I, I still, I mean, me and you have had, we've, you know, we've, how? Could you able to just be like, you know what, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to talk, you know, and, you know, we'll see how it goes from here. Wow. That was it. <laughs> that was exactly it. I mean, I remember like, you know, um, after I came out with my family in 2012 yes. and yeah. I was I'm like, talk okay, about that. Yes. like, okay, this, 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 too. Yes. So I started talking about um, these kind of topics on Facebook because then, you know, Twitter, I wasn't really... I don't, I don't remember if Twitter was even there yet. Mm. No, there, I think it was there, Twitter. There was Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah, but I wasn't really yes. engaged uh, yes. on Twitter at that time. But I had some followers on Facebook, you know. So I started talking about the things on Facebook, the topics on Facebook. And I remember those days, I would put something up. I would have like one like, no comments. Uh -uh. It's not that I know I have friends who. Yes, yes. It's not yes. that people were not seeing what, what, what I was doing. See, yeah. But they're just nothing. We're not going to engage. Zero. Sometimes maybe two likes, one comment, you know. And I said to myself, I said, I said, well, and I read something one day. I said, uh, something that said, it is when people are quiet or silent hmm. that they are listening. Hmm. Preach, preach.